0: Hello and welcome to Match Made in Seven, a new podcast series from Northeast-based comedy collective Your Aunt Fanny. During one particularly painful Megabus journey last year, Seven Fannies had the sudden realisation there were also seven deadly sins? Megabus madness or cosmic coincidence? In this debut series we will hilariously probe each of the seven deadly sins and what it means to be a young woman or non-binary person partial to one or more of them. Settle in for a pairing of original sketches and frank chat as we invite you into our funny universe, where everyone is in on the joke. Before we start, a heads up, this episode will contain strong language, so don't listen to it in the car with your kids in the back, unless you're a laugh. Episode 5, Lust. <laughs> I'm Jackie, and with me I have... Emma. Lydia. Izzy. So yeah, thank you for joining us. So,
1: Lust. Lusty Lust. Lust.
0: Um, <laughs> I think this is a funny one because uh, just inevitably we're going to be talking about sex, aren't we? Mm. So I think right. I'm just going to tell me mum not to listen to it. Yeah, I think that's yeah. for the best.
2: My mum ma- <laughs> will love it.
0: Margaret, stop listening now. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe she can listen in like a couple of months' time when mm-hmm. you know the dust uh, settles. <laughs> the dust settles. <laughs> the lusty dust. <laughs> when the lust dust just
1: settles, you can
0: listen. That sounds like a product you could buy at like the magic box, mm. doesn't it? Mm. Lust. I was thinking
3: like a
2: nice bronzer.
3: Oh, Lust dust. yeah. I thought of like, um you know, in school and you could like dust it on someone to make them fall in love with you.
2: <gasps> I, did yeah. you know, <laughs> I did that. I did that. I went to Lush and I bought a, um, a bath bomb that was full of roses and I put it in the bath and then I collected all of the roses and I kept them in a small box in my bedroom and I'd shake them and I'd I'd wish upon a star that a certain lucky person <laughs> would fall in love with me. They didn't. It didn't really? work. But I did, yeah, I did a lot of that when I was younger. Mm.
0: You know, lust and witchcraft, that's interesting, mm. isn't it? Mm. I feel like throughout history, women being a bit more promiscuous, it's often linked to magic, isn't it? Mm-hmm.
2: Slaggy witches. Slaggy witches. <laughs> do, you know,
0: do you know
1: who I think was the original slag? <laughs>
3: Who? Who was the original slag? You can guess it I was. I was gonna guess Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene!
2: Wait! You got it right. Mary Catholic magdalene. school,
1: Mary Magdalene, yeah. yeah. The original The original slag. I love her. She was my favourite character in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, speaking of Bible.
0: Um, we speaking always out. we always start off with a definition of our sin. And the definition of lust is, well, there's kind of two. Mm. Lust for somebody, very strong sexual desire, especially when love is not involved. Ooh. Lust for something, very strong desire for something or pleasure in something. So, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's a very
1: strong it's desire. It's a very strong mm. desire. Strong desire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Almost like a... I, I get the sense from both of those um, definitions that it's like a desire that you're struggling to control.
2: Makes you all, um, what is it when women go crazy in history? Hysterical. <laughs> Hysterical,
0: yeah. Hysteria. Yeah, Hysterical, yeah. Steamy, yeah basically, whenever yeah. whenever a woman was um, not happy. Uh, or too happy. Or too yeah. happy,
3: yeah, yeah. Do you know that's where the word hysteria comes from? Hysterectomy? Wait, no, that's the procedure you get.
0: <laughs> no, 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 they are linked. Are I'm not sure linked? how. I'm sure they're linked. Aren't they're they? linked, yeah, because um hysterectomy. To me, is where you get your... Uh, your womb out. Your womb out. Aye. Oh, can or can men get that? Or get No, no that's a vasectomy. vasectomy. A vasectomy, right. Interesting. There's a Latin link there. <laughs> we'll love a Latin link on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the first thing that I kind of wanted to talk about was um, the journey that you go on as a young lass in shaking off the shame of lust. Shaking off the shame of like everything to do with sex that kind of, like, you know, was quite difficult in school. Like, um, and I know it's not the same for everyone, but uh, if I was to give an example, I was thinking the other day, do you remember how, like, wanking was talked about in school in relation to, like, lads and in relation to lasses? Was Mm. it the same in your schools where, like, wanking with lads was just, like, part of common law? And, like... (laughs) like, (laughs) But, like... um, like talking about wanking, if you were a lass, was an incredibly
2: like. I didn't think it happened. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. Yeah, think I don't it remember it ever happening until I went to Newcastle College.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Newcastle College, where I learnt to wank.
1: <laughs> yeah, start there next Friday. <laughs> Maybe I'll find myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, was it was it the same in in your schools, like in terms of like um like things like that, like
3: I remember um a girl just talking about how she watched
0: porn. And we were
3: in sixth form. And I remember just being really shook. And I was just like, whoa, <laughs> you're cool. <laughs> um, and that happens. Um, like mm. it just wasn't on my radar that it was something that even existed or happened. Mm. And I look back now and I'm like, oh, that's, that's sad. Yeah. Um, and I find out like all these people sort of found out about um, masturbation really naturally and like kind of you know when they were young kids it just yeah, was like yeah. this thing that just sent them to sleep
0: <laughs>
3: it was just this thing that felt really nice and yeah, yeah. Um, now I'm a bit older I'm like oh yeah yeah I, I look back and I was like oh yeah you were 16 and really shocked then and 16 is yeah.
0: quite old I think actually to be shocked about that but well I mean like also like regardless of whether you like did it yourself like just lasses talking about it i I almost felt like it was like dangerous territory you didn't know if like someone was going to call you an absolute freak you didn't know if like if if you would be shunned you know what i mean like if all the
1: boys
2: would fancy you
0: yeah exactly like you'd call you
2: slag yeah yeah yeah. you would
0: have no idea. like i just felt like lass is talking about it
2: well i feel like us as a group nowadays do really like to shock as much (laughs) as we can um which because it's fun but like but I remember when you're younger. For me, anyway, you're just desperately spending every day trying to be as normal and quiet and in the corner and unnoticed as possible, at the fear that someone might call you frigid or a slag, yeah, and both yeah. were shit. But you couldn't really get around it, so you just kind of. Yeah. Whereas now, pick one. I <laughs> <will> picked one. <laughs> <I'm that there.
1: laughs> we all chose slag.
0: Yeah. Um but yeah obviously it's not like that now like I think talking about that stuff with me mates now is just there's nothing shameful about it whatsoever because I think the narratives change as you get older don't they because you start hanging around in different circles and
2: well maybe it's like maybe it's not just an age thing maybe it's like society that we're in at the minute is a lot more sex positive it feels yeah yeah when we were younger like I think people are more open about stuff and like gender and queerness and stuff like that is far more well you'd hope yeah widely accepted. It could, it
0: could be it could be the thing that like in our circles it's incredible yeah yeah um, there so. will there will be corners of like society where it's not yeah. um but yeah i do know what you mean I, I i like when i was preparing for this podcast i was um i was trying to find the um, shout magazine um and the and the um, the Look magazine archives, <laughs> I was like trying to That's find like, job. like old mm-hmm. copies of like their magazines we used to read when we were younger because I remember in those magazines, in the like naughty sex tips page at the back was that it was all about what your man would like,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: obviously, you know, is not at all inclusive in terms of like having same-sex partners or whatever. Thank
1: you. Right.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, but also, I mean, like, Jesus Christ, like, what a way to give young women a complex that, like, there's, yeah, that there's, yeah, no, yeah, definitely. there's no
2: need. I, I remember reading one, and it was, um, what piercings you should should or should not get to get a boyfriend? And it was, like, oh. a cool little nose ring is sexy and hip, But, like, don't get your belly button done because then you're a slag. (laughs) It's like this list of what you couldn't, couldn't have. Yeah, because sometimes it wasn't even about sex
0: tips. Sometimes it was about, like, um, men reveal their top ten turn-offs that you would never guess. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, like, being too funny. (laughs) (laughs) We're all funny. (laughs) And I was like, ah, shit. I remember them, and I remember reading one
3: that was, like, boys don't like girls who wear glasses. Oh! And for reference, I've worn glasses since the age of seven. Oh. And um, oh, that really hurt. It really hurt. And yeah, I'm, I'm very tall as well. So it was all just quite painful. Oh. Um, oh, but yeah, it, it does. And I think it's like, oh, actually, if you're reading that at a young age, you're told that that's wrong and that's something that you should change about yourself. And, and you literally can't. And I literally <laughs> I'm not going to get any kind of surgery. Yeah, (laughs) can't afford it. Um. Um, But yeah, and I also think as well when I I remember reading those um those like sex tips or whatever in Cosmo, and. I don't know if you remember
1: Position of the Week mm-hmm. Cosmo
2: mm-hmm.
1: I remember what, like having... sex Position of yes, the Week Yes They'd yeah, have yeah. Position of and the Week And
2: wouldn't they have Barbies
1: yeah, Doing it Yeah They'd Barbie dolls
2: What yeah. the fuck I
3: remember my friends on a Saturday would go to me friend's house And would like Recreate Position of the Week <laughs> <laughs> Would you? Which I look back now And I'm like well, That's quite a... <laughs> With Barbies Or no, you no, with two With each other Yeah yeah oh, nice. uh, We'd wear clothes and stuff It, well, it, it was it's
0: just <laughs> I mean, we'll work. <laughs> I'm not gay or anything. <laughs> <laughs> just <this mention>. a <laughs> Um Yeah, so we'd go to someone's house and we'd would try it out. Yeah. Oh God. Do you, remember, do you remember when you were that age and like there's something about you recreating position of the week in a very kind of investigative way with your oh, with yeah. your pal, which I think is like so like sweet because i because i don't don't me wrong i never recreate position of the week though, is <laughs> <'Cause I'm not laughs> but i'll try idiot. it i'll try it sometimes i will um but like yeah when um when like mates were first getting boyfriends and stuff and you were like doing stuff <laughs> and like the way that you would talk about it with your with your pals would be an incredibly kind of like Th- they're essentially drawing a diagram to show you what happened. You know when you see them blueprints of, like, making a new house? Yeah. <laughs> like, and there's, like, like, there's, like, <laughs> there's, like... There's, like... There's, like, a bird's-eye view. Yeah. And, there's, and there's, like, a cross-section. And there's, like, what it looks like from the front. <laughs> I
2: love it when people say, um... When people are like, did you shag? And they're like, everything but. (laughs) What's everything but? Or everything else, but no no shagging. I remember like having a scale.
3: Does anybody remember a scale from school? Oh, well, it's really repressed Catholic girls. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's coming out. Um, But we had like a scale uh, because... I don't know if anyone's seen Angus Thongs in Perfect Snogging. Uh, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh-huh. Terrible film. But, uh, brilliant. A cool, brilliant right. look though. <laughs> brilliant. Uh, to be fair, it is brilliant when she dresses up as an olive. I think no. I felt very seen. Mm. Yeah, we've all mm. been there. Mm. We've all been there. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, they had like a scale, so it'd be like, one is holding hands. But like, we yeah. kind of did it, oh, but like right, went yeah. to like 20 or something. I can't remember what all the oh, steps were. Yeah. But. I
2: had a list of everyone I snogged. And then if we did anything more, I put a little star next to it. <laughs> oh, and then oh. if it was sex, two stars. <laughs> oh. should really hunt that out.
1: Yay. I had a list of everyone that I'd slept with. And then I got a new phone. Oh, oh so can't I remember any of them. Nah, not a clue. Oh, well. Oh. <laughs> If you're out there, call in. <laughs> Let us know
0: <laughs> I am. Um, oh, go on, Lydia. Sharon is caring.
3: Over lockdown, I wrote um, a poem to everyone I'd had sex with. <gasps> I'd wrote, like, love letters to everyone I'd fucked. Uh, oh, my.
2: And did you give them to
3: them? No, fuck oh. no.
0: Did they get, like, a stanza each? Or was it, like... A... Um, there was
3: a couple of lines. <laughs> Do you know just about the time or, like... <laughs> defining features for me
0: oh right um, okay so like a haiku each hi, hi. just a short one lovely balls <laughs> why did you like foot jobs <laughs> 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 must check in
1: <laughs> <laughs> would do again
3: <laughs> um, but it was quite a cathartic experience mm, yeah, um, that
1: sounds nice I sound
3: like a dick I think, that right does a sound pool. cathartic no
2: um, how you get it out
3: very nice it was Mm. it was nice to also just look back and in a positive way and and laugh about stuff
0: as well it's very nice I think you've kind of got to look back on them them years when you were figuring stuff out you've got to look back on them a bit endearingly don't you Mm. because sometimes I think about like when I was like a lass and like you know going through puberty and like fancying everyone and think about all the things I tried to do to make myself more fanciable and stuff and, like, you know, flirting with people at parties and stuff. And um, you look back on it and you, like, you cringe because you're, like, because it was just so uncomfortable at the time. But I think you've got to look back on it with a bit of, uh, oh, baby me, yeah. working it out.
2: Oh, yeah. Like, as if you were looking back at, like, how you'd treat your daughter yeah. or your little sister or something. Yeah, yeah. Look at it, like... It's cute, isn't it? Doesn't oh, matter.
1: Right.
0: Mm. Um, something I wrote down for this was um big tits equals massive slag.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: because um, is you you were saying that's what it was like for you in
1: school. Yeah, I th- I wrote a big Facebook status about this like a <laughs> few years ago. That. And it was basically it. it was basically that like how come if you've got bigger boobs you're automatically a slag if you wear a vest top? <laughs> Whereas, like, women who have smaller boobs, love them. But women who have smaller boobs, (laughs) like, you can wear whatever you want. Go out in just a bralette and jeans and it's fashionable. Mm -hmm. But if a a larger-breasted lady had went out in a bralette and jeans, I was like, oh, she's fucking asking for a fucking little fucking Mm. slag. She's throwing it about. Yeah, throwing it about. And it's like, I can't help if me cleavage touches me chin all right it's not my fault (laughs) i'm just trying to cool down you know (laughs) i've just never found it fair that like that like larger even like it's the same with like you know um curvier women like can't wear you know tight dresses or whatever because it's like oh you've got your arse out and it's like no i'm wearing a, mm. like a pencil dress yeah, you know yeah. it's not my fault this is the way clothes fit me yeah i sometimes
0: felt like in school tits were a thing where you just couldn't win yeah you mm. just couldn't, couldn't fucking win because i remember the lasses with like big tits i don't know they often had like big personalities
1: thank you <laughs> <laughs> i had double d's by year nine
0: <laughs> but as in like sometimes felt like oh bless them like i kind of feel like um They felt like they had to have personalities as big as their tits. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. But like, as in like, um, there was kind of a sense of like, oh, people are going to be like, kind of talking about me because I've got massive tits and everyone can say it. So...
2: It cannot be meek.
0: Yeah, so I've I've got to be like this big personality. Mm. But then also the small titted women, um, like, it was, oh God, it was just, it was just so embarrassing. It was so frustrating because you just felt like you were so behind. And yeah, you just couldn't win. You couldn't. No, no one had, well, no lass ever felt like they had the right size tits, mm. did they? No. You know what I mean?
3: But I still think that's, that's still just the case today. It's like now it's really fashionable to have small Kate Moss kind of mm. tiny boobs, no mm-hmm. bra. Oh, you can see my
2: nipple. But yeah. then, like, 90s, it was, like, massive, like, rock-solid mm. face. Huge. Huge. Rock-solid. All okay, of which, Katie I just love tits. all of them. Me too. They oh lovely. All of yeah, them, they yeah. are.
1: Really nice. I, I, I think
2: it must be hard being a man and not being able to experience that. Even though everyone's always looking at you all the time and they're really annoying and you hate them all the time, when I'm alone with myself, I think... It's they're nice to look at is isn't it? yeah. Nice
0: to hold... I've always got a hand on one of mine mm. I have to check myself actually She's got a public. hand on it right now ladies <laughs> <What> and gentlemen <laughs> <laughs> And Non-binary people so, Well you know, um, you know You know like how um, Sometimes like lads like walk around Like with their hands down their pants And they just don't think anything of it You sometimes see them walking around disgusting. Disgusting. But the thing is um, I can sometimes have a hand on my tit without even realising
1: I mm-hmm. sometimes walk around with my hand down my pants <laughs> <laughs> Not doing anything. I I like to rest it in in the waistband, mm. yeah. oh, so that, yeah, it, that is a nice, it's a nice little s- pocket, tender
2: spot. Um, yeah, yeah, like my belly. Aye. Hello, this is Sharon from Save the Donkeys. Am I speaking to a Mister Worm? There, please. Fantastic. I was just wondering if I could snatch a few moments of your time. Lovely. Good evening, Mister Worm. And how are we today? You're feeling good, are you? You sound great. Some might go as far to say chipper, elated, on top of the world. Just good. Now, Mr Wyrm, I'd like you to imagine you're a donkey on a beach in Torgy. Have you ever been a Torgy, Mr Wyrm? Lovely stuff, so you'll be aware of the gorgeous beaches. The silky white sand, the warm blue waters lapping at your toes. The near-dead donkeys forced to carry near-dead tourists across parched, dry land. Tourists so disgustingly fat, they even see their toes for all the Burger Kings in Europe. You are this donkey, Mr. Willem. Your fur is worn, you've got great oozing and welts under your saddleback. Your clip-clopping hooves are worn down to the cigarette stubs. In five minutes, a great, lard American twat is gonna plunk himself on that sticky, scabby back of yours and you're gonna drag that cunt along the shorefront. He dribbles ice cream down your mane and farts loudly. You're almost certain he follows through, but there's just no telling. You weep. You're not little bitch are you? A little bitch, Mr. Wyrm, a little bitch. You won't stand for this shite, will you? You're not going to let these fat lumps of meat make a titty now, are you? I thought not. You're a man. A man's man. My strong man. I'm imagining you now, my love. As donkey. My strong donkey. Your soft fur beneath me thighs. I give you a gentle nudge. You've broken into a trot. We've left those great heaving lumps of anus behind. I can feel you beneath me, Mr. Wyrm. Can you feel me? Can you feel me, Mr. Wyrm? We're off together along the lopin' shores of Torquay. Oh! (gasps) All right, my pet, it's no bother. You grab yourself a tissue, my love. Clean yourself up. Do you love me, Mister Wedham? Do you love me? Lovely stuff. So I'll pop you down for our golden ass membership at twenty nine ninety nine a month, Mister Wedham. You've been a delight. To run now, pet. Bye 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 bye. Uh, just back to tits a minute.
1: Um <laughs> when I was so because I had larger breasts in school I was always very like self-conscious of them mm. and I didn't like them at all and then I got my nipples pierced and now I'm like I have the best boobs in the world mm. and I think that like it's funny how like something so small like a little piercing or I got my sternum tattooed as well mm. so that I like my belly more and I have and it's weird that like little small things like that rebellious acts of and love And also what's yeah. interesting is is that Ooh, that's nice. for you, you know what
0: yeah. I mean? Like obviously like sexual partners will see it, but like
1: But ma- hardly ever. But
0: mainly that's <laughs> for you, you yeah. know what
1: I mean? I think yeah. it is and that's why I did them like it wasn't because it was, it's the same as like I remember when I got my tongue pierced and I was 14 um and, like, everyone's like, oh, I've got a tongue pierced and give jobs better. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> like, I'm still a virgin. Like, <laughs> leave us alone. And it was for me to be, like, more sort of, like, myself because I had, that mm-hmm. like, had like a whole thing about, like, not having a clue who I was or who I fancied or yeah. who, you know, if it was right or wrong or or whatever. Like, I remember being in, like, year seven or eight and I had quite, like, a short, bobbed haircut and um, I was a bit plump and uh, I remember being called a dyke and I was like I don't like it I don't want to be a dyke so then like from then on I went on this like rampage of like trying to prove to myself that I was like heterosexual and and feminine and like all of this but then like doing small things like getting my tongue pierced or like dyeing my hair purple like as a, as a way of kind of rejecting that, mm. but also wanting to be like, wanting to be it so badly. Yeah. It, it yeah. was just weird. Yeah. yeah. But <coughs> I have something else to say about that uh-huh. is that um I feel like lust can help people to like figure out, well, it does. It helps people to figure out their sexuality. Yeah. So, like, I remember fancying like, women when I was younger but like it was more of like an admiration that's Mm. what I told myself anyway uh it was like more of an admiration that like I wanted to be like them and stuff and then being like no that's wrong you can't think that and then like when I found um the right label for Mm. me of like pansexual when I found that it was like the only time I was kind of like all right okay it is okay to fancy everyone that I Mm. see and like find everyone attractive and like that was okay and I think that like if I wasn't so aware and like accepting of my own lust then I would Mm. never have been in that position Mm. yeah um and yeah and while we were having lunch Katie asked us is he um you know how you're not dating a man anymore she was like (laughs) she was like do you still find them attractive like what or what is it about them that you find attractive I was like "Mm, don't really think I find men attractive anymore but then I was like it's it's weird isn't it like I can't remember the last time I lusted over a man but then
2: so then I started trying to look for it and but I was, you had a really good response though say, mm. what did I say yeah. you said you loved uh, what you find attractive about a man is when he lets his lass do anything she wants yeah, that was it. <laughs> That's it. yeah and like mm. not get jealous or like weird about it like you said when you see a bloke taking pictures of his girlfriend that she's asked him to take yeah you find that attractive yeah mm.
1: I do and like, just like let, letting her go out and have a nice time and not yeah. like ringing her every five minutes cause you think she's cheating on you and stuff. Yeah. Oh God. Like, mm. yeah. That was luscious.
3: That, that, was was l- that was proper lush. yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. I'm sweating. What do, you, what do you feel is like, um, how would you define the differences between like being queer and being pansexual? What do you think there's, um, I'm just not sure. <laughs> so I think that like being pansexual to me,
1: pansexual means like like I say I I don't really look at people and and say like oh like I can appreciate people for how they look and Mm -hmm. like you know having a nice dress sense or they smell nice or whatever Mm. but like I don't necessarily find people attractive based on their bodies Mm. it's about the person that they are and like how they act and what they do and like their energy and like soul as a person it sounds really wangy but that's 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 how it is to me it's like it's you you fancy someone's personality rather than their bits and the bits are just a bonus Mm -hmm. that's what I think like pansexual is and to me being queer is like that's the term I like to use like if I'm questioning or I'm sort of I know I'm different and I know that like I don't I'm not I'm not a cis het person. I'm not a cis het female woman. Mm. I'm not that, but I don't know what else I am. Mm. So therefore, Mm. I'm queer Mm. because it's kind of that umbrella Umbrella term, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, And it's like that, you know, for the people who don't have a label or don't feel like they fit into a label or fit into a box. It's just like I'm queer, yeah. You know, and that's kind of how I felt before I found the term pansexual. It was like oh well I'm definitely queer but I don't think I'm gay and mm. I'm definitely not really bi because I don't I don't fancy them on the same level you know it it was it was very strange and like quite difficult to figure out where I actually fit mm. yeah. in there um that's, queer that's feels that's like the, quite um, a political
2: term doesn't yeah it? it's mm. kind of like we've taken that word and turned it around and made it yeah positive mm. and there's yeah. there's like a lot of
1: politics around that word in mm. the queer LGBTQ plus community mm. because like a lot of people still don't like it and yeah. it's especially the like older uh, people in that community, it's like because it was such a, a bad slur for a long time that it meant like you're queer, you're weird, you're bad kind of thing. Mm. Like you're different and it's not okay. Because that's what they associate it with. Um, they still don't really like it and choose not to use that to term. To it, yeah. But yeah. I think that our generation, like people who are, I don't know, let's say 40 and below maybe, like find it a bit more uh, empowering to to claim that back, it's like at the moment, um, there's a similar um, debate going on in the gay community of the word faggot and if fag and things like that is something that a gay man should use, um, should take back that term mm. as, as like a thing of empowerment. But there's obviously still a lot of like, there's a lot of history around all of mm, those terms yeah. that, that are bad, but you know, you're gonna get that when you're not cishet, you know, mm. and or Christian or whatever. Like it's all it all comes from the church and like being different and, and all of that stuff. Mm. So
0: mm. back to Mary Magdalene. Back to
1: you? Mary Magdalene. So oh, so
0: that is one of the um the most eloquent ways I have ever heard uh, pansexual and bisexual differentiated. Because Thank I know you. I know sometimes I know I know a couple of people who identify as bi and for them they're like oh, well, that's, um for me, that's the same as being pansexual, mm. which, like, the, to, to be fair to them, they're not saying, like, oh, that needs to be the same for everyone else, but for them, they're, like, it kind of means the same thing. Mm. And I know that's also a bit of a debate in the LGBT Yeah, and, it is, yeah. Like, the, um, wh- whether there's a difference between them, but I, I really like the way that you...
1: Yeah, I think that the debate between pansexual and bisexual is this whole non-binary and yeah. trans yeah. bit, because um the thing that the thing with being bisexual is that some pansexuals say well that means that you don't see trans women as women and you don't see trans men as men and you also completely invalidate all of the non-binary community and what does that mean but then it's also like a lot of bisexual people say but trans women are women so I still fancy women and trans men are men so I still fancy men Mm -hmm. why are you trying to Mm. like separate that and that um and I guess it's this non-binary thing but to me it's not about gender it's Mm. it's about personality it's about the soul and the person that you are and that's what I think pansexual is in my opinion anyway
0: yeah yeah um from everything you've just said there is I think there's um there's quite a lot of like the communities figuring it out together isn't there Mm -hmm. like of like Mm. um how to make space for everyone and yeah and how, how how to be inclusive of everyone
1: yeah Um, and also to like respect the people who don't want a label but are still part of that community like you don't necessarily have to say you are something it's a conversation I had with my mom not that long ago because she really she wanted to know what the um, parallels were between drag and non-binary and how you know it all comes together kind of thing and she was saying that you know she was thinking about what she might be nowadays Mm. if you know if the labels were available to her (laughs) I found that really sweet but like it is that sense of well some people don't like it and at a point I didn't want to have a label I've never technically came out or whatever that means like I've never I've never announced it in in a way that a lot of people feel that they have to but I still like the term because it helps me understand what's going on Mm, in my own head but yeah to to respect those who don't want a
2: label yeah I feel like I get a bit of imposter syndrome with stuff like that sometimes hmm. because like recently i've been thinking like i probably am definitely queer because like you is like i fancy everyone <laughs> every single <laughs> one, person everyone in the whole world yeah. um even me but yeah you, especially you jackie <laughs> like <laughs> literally i'd fuck y'all <laughs> like <laughs> the drop Aww. of a hat but like But I, I find like comfort in the idea of queerness in the sense that like it's such an umbrella term like you said is that it doesn't I don't feel like I need to explain it too much but at the same time I find it really confusing to maybe be in that category and then maybe it's when people ask me I feel like like someone asked me recently if I was queer and I was like oh well um yeah what? What? <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I was just like I don't I don't I haven't really thought about it I don't yeah. really know do. yeah. but I do fancy everyone I do sleep with everyone and so maybe that's what that is but what does that mean i think it's just like you need the space Mm.
1: and that's why it's important that like we do respect people who don't want labels or haven't figured it out yet because there is so much pressure to be like which letter in lgbtq plus are you (laughs) like which one are you and it's like actually no like there needs to be space for people who don't know and yeah don't really know if they do want to know lgbtq
2: plus question mark
3: yeah but i think like one of because obviously the LGBTQ plus the plus is a massive acronym. Yeah, I'm not huge. sure how many letters. There must be twenty or something. But I think as well, one of those letters is questioning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes think actually we don't give enough space to questioning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I say that, but like I think actually it's okay. Like that's totally a, a way to be. Absolutely. And, and you could die questioning, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and, uh, and that's fine. It's, it, you know. It, it's part of the acronym for a reason, it's and a legitimate it's important. State to be in, yeah, yeah, it's a really yeah. legitimate state to be in, and um, because finding the letter that works for you is hard, and yeah, it's, it is. it's also really complex yeah. as well. And you
1: might have two or three letters. You Absolutely, know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. not. It's not as simple as that. I don't think I've found all my letters yet. Mm. I know one for defo. <laughs> there's more but, to come. Yeah, there's more. Stay tuned. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, um, one time for for a job um uh they were wanting to hire someone who um who kind of had experiences in line with the character who was who was by and um they asked me if I was by and um uh, I actually like freaked out a bit i was like oh god um i uh well you know i've um, never seen peep show <laughs> Have, yes. you seen, have you seen people show? Have you seen when Mark's trying to get into that gay club? And, um, <laughs> and, and, uh, and um, Olivia Coleman turns around to him and is like, oh, by the way, if the bouncers ask you, Mark, uh, just tell them that you're gay. And he's like, what? <laughs> and, then, and then he like, goes up to the bouncer and they're like, you've been here before, pal. And he's like, uh, what, sorry? And they're like, Are you gay, pal. And then he's like, oh, um, well, I, I kind of had a had a had a thing in um in in high school at one point, but you know, um, sexuality is sort of a spectrum, isn't <laughs> it? <laughs> when she asked me that, I kind of felt a little bit like Mark. I was like, Oh well, sexuality is sort of a bit of a spectrum isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But like I mean, I've been with um my my boyfriend since I was eighteen. Um and we're incredibly happy and I love him very much. And you know he's he's a he's a corker. Him, he really is. <laughs> he, really uh, is. He, really <laughs> he really is. He really is. You, we love you, Jackson. <laughs> love you, Jackson. <laughs> but um, but I, I remember when when I got asked that question, I was just like, I just I'm incredibly happy in the relationship that I'm in. But if you were to ask me for an honest answer to that question, I I don't know what the answer, the answer is. I've been mm. in a relationship a relationship since I'd, since I've been eighteen. Like. Mm. I mean maybe if I hadn't I might have like you know explored other routes and um but like I just found that so difficult to answer because mm-hmm. I was like oh my god do I need to declare myself straight do I need to <laughs> declare my I don't know it, it, it's I mean like uh, without a doubt like you know I've I've been in a heterosexual relationship for a long time so like I definitely like live life as a heterosexual um mm-hmm. Person and I have all the privilege that comes with that and everything, but it was it was weird being like asked
1: interrogated to, on it.
0: Like it was weird being asked to define it, to to define something that like I was like, well, oh god, that, that's actually that. And then it got me thinking like, is that a straightforward answer for absolutely anyone? Do you know what I mean? Like, would would anyone have a straightforward answer nah, to that? I don't think so.
2: Middle-aged men in denial.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Are you gay?
1: <okay>? No, no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ugh, don't like
3: anything up my bum.
2: <laughs>
0: Don't even talk about my
1: butt. <laughs> <Honestly, laughs> <not> you awesome. <laughs> I'll suck your knob. <laughs>
0: um, uh, I mean, but yeah. I don't think that
3: there is Jackie, and I think as well, it's um, to know the answer to that takes a bit of time, mm-hmm. and I think time is a privilege, and you know, it takes time to have like a soul search, you know, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. to really work stuff out. And I think through that, throughout the pandemic, I've seen a lot of people questioning their gender and their sexuality and uh, because they were allowed that 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 luxury of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the luxury Mm -hmm. of time. And um, yeah, I think if someone's asking that, they've possibly had a bit of a a luxury of time maybe Mm -hmm. or or Mm -hmm. have had also the resources to even know what they are. Like, you know, we all work in the arts where we can meet someone who's pansexual, we Mm -hmm. can meet someone who's trans and we can just have a conversation Mm -hmm. with them and that's brilliant, but... We're also very privileged to be in this very yeah. liberal, open arty, open arty world, and I think, uh, yeah. yeah, I,
1: I find uh, yes because <laughs> <laughs> because when I worked at um my last job, I'm not going to name it. When I went at my, when I worked at my last job, um it's really funny because like when I first started there, I had a boyfriend, and then. Um, And then that ended, and then I like started seeing someone who was born a female but is non-binary, but has breasts and you know long eyelashes. So, (laughs) so like people would come up to us when my partner were coming to work and be like, "So are you gay now?" And I'd be like, (gasps) "No." (laughs) I was like, "I never was gay." And they'd be like, "So what are you? Bisexual?" Be like, "No." And they'd be like, "So what are you then?" And I'd be like i'm pansexual and they'd like crumble because i'd never yeah. heard of such a term like and it was just insane and then i'd have to spend like 10 minutes trying to explain what pansexuality is and how just because i'm dating someone who's born female doesn't mean i'm a lesbian and like how mm. actually it's a lot wider than that the whole oh gen way. <laughs> <isn't it?
2: laughs>
1: <Bit laughs> yeah <laughs> it was very much like that but like it's those moments where like it's almost like a reality check of like, actually, you know what? Not everyone knows what it is or what it means and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing. Actually, like, it's it's totally crap that
0: sometimes people are asked to kind of like constantly explain themselves, and mm. um, and that's that's not okay. Um, but I suppose in if 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 someone's asking, I don't know. I'm thinking about like maybe it's people who who don't run in the circles that we do. Yeah, like of you course. know, ar- artsy circles. You know that you see it on Twitter. You see it like you know. Um Twitter. T- oh, Twitter. See
3: it at Twitter can get in the bin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, but you're right though, Jackie. It's yeah, like yeah. at least they're trying to like understand it and I do appreciate it, which mm. is why I don't really get angry at them when when those sort of questions pop up. But you know, if someone if someone's arsey at me around it or it's like, that's not a real thing, I'd be like, fuck you, yes mm. it is, you mm. know.
0: What I really admire about you is is that you're just one of these people who is able to say like I just don't really want to talk about that right now. Yeah. Or like, that's a bit rude to just start talking like that, you know? Like, so I feel like Mm -hmm. if someone did come and like kind of overstep the line were you, you've demonstrated that you have the tools to kind of like deal with people like that and -hmm. like kind of sift sift those people from the people who are like, just (laughs) don't quite get it. Genuinely want to know. Absolutely. yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. This is a nice little segue into one of my favourite Izzy stories. Do you remember when we went to Edinburgh just to see shows? I knew you were going to say yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. We went to Edinburgh just to see. We weren't performing. We just went up for a couple of days, and um, and yeah, we were stand. We'd just come out of a out of a a, a theatre, I think, and we were standing in a big huddle, working out where we were going to go next. And um, this lad did this thing, which man, um,
1: this man, this man did a man, this thing. A boy.
0: <laughs> and this man did this thing, which. Uh, any men listening might recognize it if they know their friends do it or if they do it but every lass out there will will recognize this um he saw us a, a, a huddle of of women and he just kind of put his arms out in like an eagle span and was like hello there lasses and he was gonna just he was gonna come over and he was gonna put his arms around us and he was gonna like you know and you know, I, I guess he expected us to be kind of like Fay and like, Ooh, hello. "Oh, hello, you, god, aren't you a laugh?" And before he could even get near us, Is was just like, "Don't you dare lay a finger on anyone in this group." And he, and he, and he, it, it was like she pressed the pause he button on the telly. He stopped
1: <laughs> mid
0: arm span, like Christ on the cross. He did stop like Christ, and he was like. Oh, all right, and then, and then just, it, honestly, the, the, the 180 that he did, he was just like, oh, right, uh, sorry, yeah, well, uh, you're having a nice time? Um, <laughs> and, and, and she was like, we're having a lovely time, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, right, okay, well, well okay, well, you enjoy the rest of your weekend then. Yeah. No, but then he was like,
3: because there was a bit when he went, yeah, you're, he pointed at me, and he was like, yeah, you're posh, you're must be from Gosfath. And then is turned around and went, yeah. None of us are from
1: Gosforth. <laughs> None of us, us? are from Gosforth. <laughs> Read, wash your mouth out. <laughs> <honestly>. <laughs> I'm from Benjamin. Yeah. Like, yeah.
3: And he honestly, he just backed away. Yeah, like oh, like okay. really slowly, yeah. Sorry, he just losses. backed away. I was I like, Ai. but yeah, I loved you so much then. <laughs> yeah. I really loved
1: you. It's my one of my legendary moments. <laughs> <laughs> one of many. One of many.
2: <laughs> oh no, I'm in a pickle here. A real pickle. I'll tell you what, if there is a pickle, I am always in it. I only pulled Olivia for a chat, and then Celeste starts shaking like a shitting duck. He
1: said, I only pulled her for a chat. My chats last 15 minutes, not three hours, and they certainly don't end with a finger in on the terrace. It's me or her. And if he mentions pickles to me one more time, he'll be sleeping with the dishes, if you know what I mean. You know me, I would never judge a book by its colour. But the way that Olivia has stolen James with a D from Celeste is
0: muggy. It's muggy oh my god i was not expecting that i can't believe i've only been in here four hours and i'm already in a love triangle ah like what is my life why does this always happen to me
2: nah celeste is all knickers no fur coat like she's kicking off because he's chatting to another lass but somehow it's all right for her to wank Bentley off outside of a challenge. Like I get we're all here for a reason. But that's one rule for her and
3: two rules for him. Celeste ain't got a leg to complain with, mate. I won't go into details, but when she wanked me off, it will not like she would think about James with a D. She She'll think about me,
0: Bentley with a B. They were both three sheeps to wind after that drinking challenge.
1: We've all been there. Give her a break, man. I know her and James with a D have had a rocky start, but like, since she made him that iced
2: coffee yesterday morning, she's been nothing but loyal to him. Celeste's got to understand, room wasn't built at the end of the day. I need to explore all my options. And to be honest with you, at this point, I wouldn't trust her with a barge pool. I just feel like he's pulled the wool
1: out from under my eyes. I just hate all the drama. Times like this, I always think about that John Lennon song. Don't worry, be
0: happy. Like, obviously we're all in here for a reason, but I've always said that I don't want to step on anyone else's court. I'm a girl's girl, through and thorough. Like I said to James with a D. You can't make an omelette without
2: making the whole world blind. I
3: mean, Celeste is absolutely distraught. So if she needs a shoulder to cry on, I want to be there for her. But James with a D is like my number one best mate in here. So it's apples and oranges, really.
2: There is just something between me and the new girl, Olivia. I don't know how to explain it. I can't quite put my finger in it. You better give me
1: a fucking good reason for cracking on with her.
2: I think it's because she's got brown hair. Say what you want about Celeste, but when she loves, she loves
1: hard. Jane Swiver needs to just give her a straight answer. That is not rocket surgery. Like, obviously I feel sorry for Celeste,
0: but I owe it to myself and owe it to my heart to see where things go with James with a D. Like, we're all in here for a reason, you know. Maybe James with D just needs
2: to strike while iron's on. After Celeste kicked over the fire pit, I just don't think there's any way she's gonna take James with a D back. Obviously. 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 Obviously.
1: Obviously. 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 People in glass houses Shouldn't throw
0: birds. We're talking about, like, um, shaking off that shame of lust and all of the, kind of, the insecurities you were given as, like, a young woman or a young, like, uh, female-presenting person um, about, like, your sexuality and your desires and all that. And how, actually, as you get older, you start to realise that sex is actually just about enjoying yourself mm-hmm. and how it's meant
2: to be a laugh yeah it's... you never you never told that when you're younger oh, you ah, just think yeah. it's this thing that happens to you when on you're on top of you when you're married <laughs> yeah uh,
3: yeah close your eyes and think of england yeah. All right. All right.
0: you poor catholics you
3: yeah.
0: um, oppressed <laughs>
3: but also the oppressors <laughs> <laughs> oppressed oppressors
0: but yeah realizing just that the, 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 the how liberating it is when you realise actually that sex is actually just about enjoying yourself. And mm. that can come in so many forms.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that can come in like something mad and steamy. Or, <laughs> mm. or that can come in like quite daft sex where you accidentally are like elbowing each other in the stomach or something because <laughs> <laughs> it's all
2: fumbly and weird. Mm-hmm. Or it's like yourself. Like, yeah. you know how like this whole idea of virginity is? is that basically a, a man puts his penis in a woman. That's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the yeah. classic idea of yeah, someone yeah. taking someone else's virginity, but then like no one ever talks about, well, non-heteronormative sex or having sex with yourself, like wanking and, and stuff. Like I, mm-hmm. I went to an Ann Summer's party when I was 16. Did you? Mom. It was I so, so like, much fun. It was, mate, it was at my mate um, Claudia's house. Shout out to Claudia, um, <laughs> best party ever. And, um, <laughs> And we had this, and someone's and it was so fun. And like, we did all the, like, but we were all dead shy still. And like, you know, I hadn't been having sex for very long and we were all a bit nervous, but like really excited. And every single one of us there was like, oh my God, I don't wank. And then went and bought a bullet <laughs> off the woman secretly. Every single, there was like eight of us oh. there, like secretly went and bought our first bullet, which I still didn't use for years. And I like came across it in my knicker um, drawer one day. And I thought, let's give this a go and um and oh my god weeks i spent <laughs> in that room rolling around and like, alone having the best time ever and one time i genuinely had like some lovely tea i ate some really nice pasta that i'd made and then i wore some really nice knickers and then i just went upstairs to my bedroom and just wanked the night away like I- and that was, like, probably the most precious sex I've ever had. It's and it was just like with you? As an individual?
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. Like, really enjoying yourself and your body?
1: I think that, like, a lot of... that That's, like, quite common for people mm. with their first toy is, like, that, like, I used to be a, an An Summer's party <laughs> ambassador, so I did those parties. You did. I did. And I worked in the shop for a while. But I feel like because it is it's so like taboo and like mm. kept a secret then yeah. like it's it's insane the amount of not even young women but like middle-aged women who come to these parties and have not a fucking clue what a dildo is mm. and what the difference between a vibrator and a dildo is and like mm. all Shocking. this stuff disgrace shock, disgrace. Discreet, discreet. Yeah. <laughs> but what like teaching them I melodies, but it Catholic is school. it's like it's like <sighs> women aren't aren't told how to have a nice time mm, in no. in pleasure like
3: but i think even and summer's like play up to that sort of stereotype a little bit of it being a bit taboo like i remember going on their website and um they talk about like when you order from them that they it comes Discrete in discreet packaging, packaging. Yeah. Mm. packaging. Yeah. <laughs> and um and it's like yeah i don't know i was a bit like hmm, why do you do that
0: yeah. um there are lots of women though who, who who wouldn't order a sex toy if if they felt like. If someone, it said sex toy if, on the box. If it came in clear packaging. <laughs> like, there, is, <laughs> yeah. there is no. There, the, like, I think a lot of women wouldn't order a sex toy oh, if, no, like, yeah, yeah. if anyone in the postal service could work out that <laughs> yeah. they were ordering but a sex that, toy. But that's
1: to do with the taboo around yeah. sex in mm. the first place, you yeah. know? And it's, it's a shame. I'm sure plenty of men would order cock rings if they were see through packaging. They wouldn't fucking care, would they?
3: I think, actually, I think it's even a bit more taboo for men to have sex toys. Like, really? I would say so, like, because I, I think, I think, I think yeah, the dep- idea of, like... Depends what
0: kind of sex toy it is. I'm yeah, thinking. like, if it's,
3: like, a flashlight or, like, oh, a cock yeah, ring or something, yeah.
0: like... <laughs> feel like I'm out of sleep, why was it
2: fleshlight that g- has been the
0: first thing that's made so That, is, us all that is a bloody disgusting word, though. <laughs> it, I know flashlight,
3: flashlight. It's strange, but but yeah, I think for men to have a sex toy, it's almost a bit. Um, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It, it, it feels almost more taboo, um, but maybe that's just because as a society, um, like sex uh, is just so readily available for men in yeah. a way that it's not for women. So yeah. maybe it's something to do with with that kind of pressure yeah, and yeah. maybe it is seen as feminine to own sex yeah, toys so men yeah. don't want to
1: do it mm. Mm. it's like something the woman sorts out yeah I, uh-huh. yeah yeah sort yeah, you know, yourself actually, I
0: think, out I think, I think i think that makes a lot of sense the <laughs> idea that like a man having a sex toy would be a little bit like um there'd be a element of like oh well can can you not get any like you know what i mean um, like, among okay. the yeah. Yeah. especially yeah. around
2: cock rings like i remember an ex-partner getting a cock ring and i'd you know, told everyone because that's what I do. And <laughs> but in a positive way, you know, I was excited about it. But, um, but someone being like, what can he not get it up? And like finding it hilarious that he like bought this thing. And I was like, what's got nothing to do with that? Yeah, <laughs> Does yeah. Just give you an erection? <laughs> like he thought it was for like old men. But even like cock
3: rings, the best ones, um, have like a little um, vibrator. A little vibrator on them. And, like, it like kind of can stimulate your clit.
1: Oh, and your balls it. at the same and time. And balls. Balls.
3: Um, So it's, like, interesting that even though it's a cock ring that's kind of designed for men, there's still an element Little of it that's for, for women. Oh, yeah. And, like, oh, actually, this one's for you, hun. Yeah. Yeah. But, like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. So... <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> those ears. Or <on> those. <laughs> um, uh, I think getting older and realising that actually the most powerful and wonderful thing is you and a partner having a nice time or you having a nice time by yourself Mm. and I know as like I got older like shaking off some of those insecurities I had from school about like maybe's um like when I was younger I used to feel like if I was going to have sex I had to like look really fit Mm. do you know what I mean I, I had to like Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. If if I was gonna be having sex I didn't have a right, if I didn't look good. <laughs> <laughs> and not a hair
1: on your body. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Hairless.
0: Yeah. And like there was almost an element of like if I was if I was having sex but I like I hadn't like, you know, made myself um, like a dolphin presented like then,
2: a <laughs> dolphin <laughs> sleek and slippery dolphin
0: <laughs> I would th- there would be an, a little bit of me that was like feeling a bit embarrassed a mm. bit like um, I know exactly oh I haven't me. haven't put in the effort here you know y- y- your friends would be saying I remember one of my mates saying I made a party oh Jackie, um, honestly lads lads are never going to want to shaggy if you don't completely shave your fanny <gasps> and I was like what a good friend <laughs> love <it. Yeah. laughs> Oh, gosh. <clears throat> but, like, she, she she was saying it.
2: She, she was being <laughs> helpful, was she?
0: <laughs> she was caring. It was, like, banter, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but yeah. still, I remember thinking, like, oh, my God, there's another fecking thing I've got to add to my list.
2: But I still feel that now. Like, I genuinely, nowadays, maybe because I don't have, like, uh, I don't have, like, one, like, consistent partner that I feel super comfortable with I still find myself like genuinely apologizing about things like, mm. I'm really sorry that my p- bikini line's a bit wild mm. or like or like I don't know apologizing for things that I don't believe I should ever apologize Yay. for and I don't even really believe it as it comes out my mouth it's just like this thing that i do
0: it's almost like it's almost like you've got to say it you've got to say it as a prerequisite just so that they know that you know that it's It's like it's like
2: you want to tell everyone about the things you hate about yourself before they decide that for themselves like when i hated my arms Mm. when i was younger i'd meet people and be like look at my fat hairy arms there we go pleased to meet you. I'm emma because it was like if i say it first they won't be saying it behind my back like i've already won
3: Mm. yeah absolutely i do i I agree, but I also um, had a, a partner once who um, I've never been with someone who couldn't give less of a fuck, but just adored us, like mm. just absolutely adored us. Um He was a wee bit older than me and had had like, I think over a hundred sexual partners. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like- Do you get a letter from the queen then? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was, but I think as well, because I wasn't in any way- bothered about that and like that didn't bother me and I th- like it was the first time where I was like it, do you know when you're like you have sex on your period or something and like it was like oh my period but he just didn't give a fuck mm. and like he would like um he just pulled my tampon out for me
1: <laughs> Legend,
3: <laughs> and then went down on us oh <laughs> but, like, true someone bad. Who, like we were just in a bit of a situationship he knows mm. who he is. <laughs> 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 if
1: you're listening. Situationship. Um, yeah, situationship.
3: Um, but like, he was lovely. And like, we ended on very, very nice, kind terms. But I think being with someone who'd like seen it all. Yeah, yeah. It, and then when I was with a different partner afterwards, who was a lot less like
2: who was sexually a lot, who, experienced. He was a lot less
3: sexually experienced and also a little bit more bothered, mm. a little bit more like, oh okay you're on your period well look we can have sex but I'm not gonna go down on you you and then having that it was like oh it is I've had this and now I've got this (laughs) and it's um Mm. I think like that experience was so liberating Mm. um to just have someone who had seen everything and done everything and just thought the the world and just yeah absolutely thought the world of us and just was like oh love your bush do you like mine do you know like it was really it was um
1: Good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's I I never understood that. Like when I was younger and having sex, it's like, why are men so bothered about what women look like when they don't give a fuck what they look like? Mm, Like they they usually look shit. Yeah, they do, and it's just like you haven't made any effort, so why should I? Yeah. Anyway, I wanted to say before is um the reason I stopped shaving me fanny so early is because me mom told us one time the reason why people get all of the hair off is so that uh it comes from porn and porn stars so that they make sure that they don't have crabs oh. <laughs> oh, so then that ma- so because i heard that i was like well <laughs> i don't have
2: i don't crabs.
1: i don't want crabs but i also know i don't have crabs so mm. i don't need to know if i'm don't have crabs so mm. i'll just leave it
0: mm. lovely
1: mm. there mm. we go yeah yeah lovely
0: I, f- I-, I feel like there are more simple ways to let people know you don't have crabs than to constantly be you shaving just, your fanny. Well, yeah, mm. you just <laughs> say I, I, don't I don't have I crabs. I just don't, yeah, yeah. I Hi, I'm Jackie, I don't have crabs.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I remember my first pube uh, and uh, I found it. I looked down one day and I had one, just one on my fanny. And um, I was in the kitchen. Well, no, I went to the, I don't think I was looking at my fanny in the kitchen, but I, went, I then went to the kitchen to do something and I was weeping. Because I never wanted to grow up when I was young. I never wanted to get Bit of a Peter Pan complex. I was was a Peter Pan. And my mum walked in and was like, what's wrong? What's happened? And I was like, I've found a hair on me fanny. (laughs) And I I cried. And obviously she looked gleeful because it was hilarious (laughs) to watch, I imagine. And uh, she was like, would you like to use my nail scissors to give it a little trim? And I was like, oh, yeah. So she gave me a little nail scissors And I just gave that one hair a trim, handed it back, and I was happy after that. But it was now to do with um, crabs crabs. (laughs) or pubes being bad. It was, I don't want to be a woman. I just want to be a little girl forever. Mm. Well,
0: yeah, I remember like when you, when, when, oh, God, when you first started to go through puberty, yeah. God, mm,
2: we would... could be here for hours. Throwback
1: Thursday. Should we
0: even start that that topic? Oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, it, I did. I I totally get that, Emma. Mm. That kind of like gear change of like, oh God, I was. I, I'm 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 just playing out at the moment. Do I have to? <laughs> like, I've
2: got time for pubes. I'm playing out.
0: <laughs> I'm playing out, and then I've got to be in at six for me tea. Mm-hmm. Like, Aww. yeah. Uh, something that we we're, we're also chatting about is that. As like a a young a young person, there is a precedent that, um, especially if you're a lass, that it is just so easy to pull nowadays. Mm. Oh, like lasses, like it is just so easy to get a shag. And there's almost a sense that like women hold all the cards, mm. um, but actually that that can be quite isolating. Mm. If actually, yeah, you're someone who is struggling to get a shag, you know what I mean, or like maybe it's like that way of connecting up with partners, you know, the the Hinge and the Bumble and, you know, the online stuff isn't quite for you. It can make you feel a little bit... um, Isolated. Isolated and, like, you're not part of the... uh, You're not part of the young culture. You know Mm. what I mean? Um, But, yeah, and it's interesting how, like... It's almost like there's a bit of a one eighty in terms of like what we're talking about at school as, as like a young person you had to kind of keep sexuality yourself almost, mm. and like you know if lasses were ever doing stuff then then you know they were being called a slag. Whereas now it's the case that like there's a precedent that our oh, lasses hold hold all the cards. And mm. am I making sense?
2: No, you are, you are. Yeah, yeah.
3: I think it's um, it comes from a biological thing. So obviously men have shitloads of sperm and could <laughs> impregnate. Every woman on the planet, like, ten times, just one man can do that. However, women um, ha, or people with uteruses have um, only got, like, we have one egg a month. So Do you? Uh, well, like, yeah, I kind of have, you know, you only release one egg a month. Oh, do you? I thought you released, like, a couple. No, uh, I'm, I'm sure it's like just one a month. Is it? Aye, so you only release, so basically every month you have one chance oh, to get yeah. pregnant, pretty much. So this idea that women hold all the cards, biologically, it's kind of true because we have to be very careful with who we give our egg to because we only have, we don't have tons and then we have to fucking, then after nine months, we're sat, you know, once that egg's gone, Mm. you know,
0: it's impregnated. You've if got that's burn. what you want. Then oh, yeah. on root. And I know what you mean about about being rooted in a biological thing of like um, who's she going to pick for a partner. Mm. You know, she's uh, who, who who's she going to choose to give her egg. to you mean <laughs> that it's that easy as well. Yeah, it, obviously it's rooted in a biological thing, um,
3: but as all you know, biology is rooted in its damn patriarchy. Yeah. Am I right, ladies? Am I right? And I think especially with the kind of incel culture at the minute, I think, um, especially white, cisgendered, heterosexual men mm. um, have held so many cards and have held all the power for so long. And now that is shifting and we know that that's really exciting mm-hmm. and we know that that's a really frigging good thing. Mm. But I think um, because men aren't used to feeling, uh, I think. Yeah, men aren't used to feeling second best, so now they feel oppressed, mm. yeah. and we all can see that that's obviously not the case. Because throughout history, they've they've always had their stories told mm-hmm. and their voices have always been heard. Um, I think that's kind of where a lot of this like incel culture is mm. rooted.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first started like experimenting with like other women and females. Um, I found it really really hard to talk to women like because I'd had no experience or no like knowledge of it like before I kind of was exploring my sexuality like I'd only had sex with men and like I was very good at it like <laughs> and I'd had compliments on it and like you know I knew how to do it I kind of felt like I got it down and <laughs> you know and and it was that, like arrogance about it of like I can have sex with whoever I want because I'm mint mm. but then when I started like exploring women and like starting to sleep with women and stuff I was like one how the fuck do you talk to women because it's so hard and I'm Threatened by all of yours because you're all beautiful and I don't know how to do it. Whereas, like, I feel like when I'm talking to men, it's like, well, I'm better than you, so it doesn't matter, how you? You know? But, like, with Yay. women on women, it's kind of like, uh, and like, you never told anything about, like, I mean, you might be in school now, but you never told anything about, like, heterosexual, not heterosexual, what's the other one? Homosexual. Uh, <laughs>
2: not a thomas anyway.
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah like at my school in particular you were never told about like anything that isn't a heteronormative relationship like you're never told what sex counts as in those Mm. kind of relationships and like when i like first started seeing women i was like so can i say i've had sex with a woman even though even if I haven't used a strap-on. Or, you know, there were yeah. so many questions about it all, and, like, oh, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I didn't know any of it. And, like, there's, that like, still that bit of, like, insecurity. Because especially now that I've been with, like, my current partner for, like, nearly two years, it's, like, I don't I don't know if I'm good at it. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, that mm-hmm. kind of, like, yeah, women can have sex with whoever they want if you're having sex with men. yeah, yeah. And I still feel like there's that sort of, like, I, I can imagine... I like to call them baby lesbians, like <laughs> people who have just started, like, uh, like female, like presenting, or women have like just starting to explore other women and like um, same sex uh, relationships and stuff. I just feel like we're all kind of in the position where we're kind of like. I don't know how to do any of this and I've mm. never been told and the only way I can find out is through lesbian porn which is all completely ridiculous and like mm. over the top mm. and things and like... Lesbian porn's just made for men.
3: Yeah. As well, It's not like actually made for women yeah. <laughs> at all. It's, yeah. it's, it's useless. It mm. is.
0: It, it It's weird. I kind of like, I'm, I think I'm coming to the conclusion that pretty much any narrative on sex which isn't you just need to be having a nice time is bollocks.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: And I think that nice time can be broadened to kind of like enjoying yourself. And even even if that's not wanking, even if that's like um, spending time with yourself in quite a sensual way, maybe yeah. it's like, oh my God, we well, were talking about this. We well, were talking about um, how sometimes enjoying food is one of the most... Uh,
2: sensual
0: sensual things, lustrous
2: ever. well you know when I did my grotesque burlesque workshop yeah, yeah. and I yeah. said write down some free writing the last time you felt sexy or like a, an important time recently where you'd felt really sexy and excited and everyone wrote about something they'd really loved eating yeah or yeah. something whether what they were wearing or or like uh, or like when they were with their mates and they felt really funny or when they were dancing, none of it was sex. about actual, the physical act of sex. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think anything that anybody tells you about sex and about being desirable and feeling desirable, if anything that anybody ever tells you gives you the sense that you're doing it wrong, I think it's best to just not listen to them because they're, yeah. they're wrong. And yeah. actually the most important thing is you enjoying yourself? Mm-hmm. You know that I, I think what I'm trying to say is you enjoying yourself is, is is broader than just actually having sex. Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
3: I think as well we look at sex through a patriarchal heteronormative view, Absolutely. which is penis vagina go in and, the hole, and it normally involves <laughs> a man finishing <laughs> inside of you. It's not golf. All <laughs> in one. Right? <laughs> um, and it involves just penis in vagina. And it often involves a man finishing inside of a woman. Mm -hmm. And actually, that doesn't even encompass any kind of female pleasure. I think um, every single woman or non-binary person I know has faked an orgasm. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely faked an orgasm. And um, I don't know many men who have. um, I don't know how
2: they would, to be fair. But but I think... Where's it gone?
3: (laughs) Yeah, I think a powerful thing for me was like, I'm going to stop faking this yeah I'm gonna stop pretending that this is in any way doing the great thing for me Mm. Uh, it's fine it's nice but I'm I'm not getting there and Mm. I think actually saying that I've been with partners before where I've said oh I'm not that's not getting there for me and it's actually really fit Mm -hmm. it's really fit to express your desires and to go can you do this? And then they're like, oh yeah, of course, babe. <laughs> 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 Anything for you. Anything for you, babe. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. yeah, I think, um, stop faking orgasms is a really, I think that for me was quite a big thing. <laughs> Hashtag, <laughs> can the stop new, faking that's orgasms. That's
2: a new, <laughs> the new <laughs> but, definition, stop yeah. faking yeah. orgasms. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're going to wrap up And should we all go around and say what we think our new definition of lust should be? And we'll smush them all together. Uh, I think my new definition of lust would be uh, just enjoying yourself. And just Mm -hmm. if anyone is making you feel like you shouldn't be enjoying yourself, or if anyone is making you feel like your enjoyment isn't that important, uh, well, that's their fucking problem. Honestly, lust is just about enjoying yourself Mm. in whatever capacity.
2: Love it. Um, Emma, are you? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say a sentence, uh, and it's gonna be, um, wank yourself off first. That's it. <laughs> I like Learn, it. I wank like it. yourself off first.
3: I like it. Uh, Lydia, your heteronormative, patriarchal, ableist structures are boring, <laughs> and my clit is amazing.
0: Oh wow.
1: Click, click, click. Thanks, guys. Clit, clit, click, (laughs) click. Clit, clit, click, (laughs) click. Clit your fingers. I think my definition of lust would be um, a nice snack. Oh. Oh. Because I feel like that's that lusty feeling. Like Mm. just you talking about how you had a nice bowl of pasta and then you wank yourself silly. Yeah. And like how, how amazing I felt when we were doing the grotesque burlesque thing and I was eating a chocolate digestive I've Mm. never felt so sexy in my whole life and it's like for me it's like it really is that like it's like euphoric to me and I I, like I've always like fantasized in my head I've never done it but about like like food and pleasure and things Mm. like that and like I just feel like it's the same feeling when you have a nice snack or a nice hot meal after a really long day is what it is being in lust, mm. it's like a nice snack. Yeah. I oh, think yeah, sorry. that
0: the lust definition is enjoy your snack and have a wank and fuck you.
1: <laughs> so the new definition is enjoy your snack, <laughs> have, a wank. have a wank and fuck, fuck you.
0: you. <laughs> um, yeah, just, oh yeah, lust is just... Well, you just enjoy Do what you it. want. You, you just enjoy yourself, pet. Enjoy mm. yourself, pet. And
1: just enjoy yourself, Pat. And there's, like. there's more, more than hetero. Oh, aye. Enjoy yeah. yourself more than oh, hetero. <laughs>
3: more than hetero.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Match Maiden 7. Join us next Monday when we'll be taking on Pride. Subscribe to our channel to be the first to listen. You can find the accompanying playlist to this episode on our Spotify. Just search Your Aunt Fanny. We're also at Your Aunt Fanny on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Sound design and music by Jeremy Bradfield.